Welcome, friend. I'm Rick Pasquale. Thank you for joining us today. I believe God has a word for you. I know God loves you and has a plan for your life. So listen to this live service and let God speak to you. You know, as we talk today about faith moving our relationship, I want you to think about it as the compass for navigating relationships. The compass, faith is the compass that helps us to navigate our relationships. If you've ever lost your way and you needed to know which way do I go, you probably used a map or a GPS, some kind of locator on your phone. In the old days, we used a compass. We didn't, but people did. I didn't. Uh, but I know what a compass is. Faith is that GPS. Faith is that compass that helps you navigate those relationships that can be wonderful and that can also be challenging. And so I did want to tell you something. This is something that I read this week that I thought was so good because I don't want you to think that faith equals everything is a rose garden. Actually, it might be because rose gardens have thorns and there's probably going to be some thorns in relationships. So think about this, though. Faith doesn't always take you out of the problem. It takes you through the problem. Faith doesn't always take away the pain. It gives you the ability to handle the pain. Faith doesn't take you out of the storm. It calms you in the midst of the storm. And so this morning, I want us to look at what the Holy Spirit is saying to us, that we are to walk in his commands, walk in the ways of the Holy Spirit. In Galatians 5, 22, our verse, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness gentleness, and self-control. Against these things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step or walk in the Spirit. You see, there is a Holy Spirit. We believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And it's not enough to just say, I believe in God. The Bible says we have to come in the name of Jesus to believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Amen? And that if I accept Jesus into my heart, I will be saved. I will get to go to heaven because that's how God set it up. But then Jesus said, hey, after I was on the cross and I got resurrected out of the tomb and I did a lot of miracles, I'm going back to the right hand of God the Father. And I am going to leave the Holy Spirit who will be the power that you need when you're weak. The Holy Spirit who will give you comfort when you're grieving or brokenhearted. He will be the spirit of truth. When the enemy tries to bring lies and distortion to your mind and your spirit. And I want to say to you, don't reject the gift of the Holy Spirit. You cannot have the fullness of what God has for your life if you don't open yourself up to all aspects of Father God. The Father, 
the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He guides us in everything we need. And so if I belong to Christ, I do know who I am. That's very important to a healthy relationship. If you have been in a relationship that was wonderful, probably they affirmed who you are, like my husband just so sweetly did, affirmed who I am, and I appreciate that. And in case you were listening last week, I did say he's a wonderful husband, and I will say it in public, and I will say it in private. Uh, he helps me cook. He helps me fold fitted sheets. I help him take out the trash, and we do chores together because it's a team effort. Amen? It's a team effort. And serving one another doesn't make either one of us weak. Serving is what Jesus did. And he wasn't weak at all. So I think we have to flip our mindset from the world's standards if we want to live in a healthy relationship atmosphere. If I know who I am, that's one thing. But sometimes relationships have come and they've hurt us. They've wounded us. But faith says, I will see you through it. Faith in God says he will see me through it. Faith says keep moving. I believe who God says I am. We sing a song at the close of the service. You know my name. God knows my name. So no matter what someone else says or has ever said or may say one day to you, what matters is what Jesus says about you. And what Jesus says is that before you were in your mother's womb, there's relationship there. Before you were in her womb, he knew you. He formed you. He knew the troubles that you would face. And he already made a way for you to navigate those troubles. If we live in the spirit, we have to walk in the spirit. Last week, Pastor Rick talked to us about having faith in some really important relationships. The first one being our personal relationship with Jesus. That's the most important, that I can be in a personal relationship with Jesus. I can't go to heaven because someone else believed for me. I can't go to heaven because my grandmother was a wonderful minister and preacher of the gospel. For 102 years, she lived on this earth. I go to heaven because of my walk in the Spirit, because of what I do with Jesus. And my actions and my reactions are in his hands. We talked a little bit about marriage and family relationships. We talked about work relationships, and we talked about community relationships. And today, I want to briefly add, and all of these things will fall under all of these relationships, but if you're taking notes, your close personal friendship relationships. It could be your spouse if you're married. It could be a mother, father, sister, brother in your family who's your very closest confidant. But I want you to understand that God cares about the closest relationships that you have. Your friends that you hang out with and you share everything with and you're transparent with. But this can also be the place where we are the most transparent. It should be the place where we feel the most loved and the most accepted. But sometimes this can be the place where the enemy brings temptation to compromise. 
you know I love you. Sometimes people call me Mama Jen. And as I was thinking about what I wanted to share with you this morning, many of you know our story. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail on the camera today, but we have three daughters and eight plus one on the way grandchildren, and we've had a lot of stories about very painful relationships in our family, with our children, with things that the enemy tried to bring against us to sabotage our family. And I can tell you that sometimes the enemy brings that temptation to compromise. Don't listen to him. You do what the word of God says. Brother Pastor Benson, thank you for that. Such beautiful delivery of Psalms 23. That no matter what I'm going through, the Lord is my shepherd. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. This place that's supposed to be so wonderful is often the place where the enemy will try to use betrayal. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. Maybe you're watching on the camera. But have you ever been betrayed? Have someone that you trusted to be a certain way, you felt like they betrayed you and they let you down. And even when I say the word, it feels like a little stinger. But I want you to understand something. The enemy of your soul, he knows what's going to get you down. He knows what's going to discourage you, but he does not know what the power of heaven has in store for him. He does not know everything. And Jesus is the conqueror, and he has made us more than a conqueror. And so we do not let those disappointments bring discouragement to us without having the power of the Holy Spirit. He will give you what you need in every situation. I want you to look at Proverbs 18.24, NIV. It says, a man of many companions may come to ruin. Proverbs 18, 24. A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Jesus wants to be that friend that sticks closer than a brother. Proverbs 13, 20 says this. He who walks with the wise grows wise. But a companion of fools suffers harm. Proverbs 13, 20. He who walks with the wise grows wise. But a companion of fools suffers harm. If you have ever had someone that you were really praying about what God had for you in your life, your job, your family, your, the conflicts. And I've had people say to me, my friends are telling me I should just cut and run. Cut it off. I, the first question I ask is, are your friends Bible believers? Are your friends walking with Jesus? Because if your friends are foolish, according to the scripture, you can suffer harm at the guidance of a friend. But if your friends are wise in the word and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ, I believe we can be that kind of friend for one another to pray with one another. I know that this morning... Not going to be a whole lot of amens until the very end. I've got something really amazing for you. But I feel like relationships is what depletes our energy. Even if it's good sometimes, you could be, I had the best time with my eight grandkids and all of my daughters and their husbands and grandma and cousins and sisters and everybody was everywhere in the house. And it, I mean, it was amazing but I was still depleted of energy and sleep at the end of that time together. So even in good relationships, you give out. Amen? 
And so what do we put in and who do we allow to put in so that our life will have this really wise approach to relationships? In difficult times of relationships, we feel desperate, uncertain, disappointed, confused, and that's not a mistake on the screen. In difficult times of relationship, we feel desperate and confused and uncertain, but we can also have peace and wisdom in difficult times of relationship. You may have that situation where it's so difficult that you need peace for every day. You may have that relationship where it's so difficult, you need peace for every hour. We have been there with our children when their hearts were broken and their bodies were deteriorating. I know what that feels like. And I know that at the name of Jesus, everything has to bow. Look at somebody and say everything. 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 At the name of Jesus. That's not my words. That's the Bible's words. So when you don't know what to pray, when you are mad, when you are angry, when you are betrayed, when you are hurt, can you say Jesus? Let me hear it. Jesus. Can you say Jesus? Jesus? You can say that. So you may begin to say Jesus, 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 Jesus. And suddenly you will begin to feel the peace of God descend upon you. Because you can't be saying his name at the same time you're cursing someone that has hurt you and done you wrong, right? So out of our mouth, we begin to speak words of wisdom, Jesus. If you don't know what to pray for someone, don't just pray whatever you think without praying for wisdom. You can pray Jesus. Jesus, I pray that you would give wisdom. Uh, Jesus, I pray that you would give comfort. Jesus, I pray that you would give peace. We can know peace and wisdom in difficult relationships. I want you to write it down. I want you to get it in your spirit because I know that I'm not the only one who has experienced difficult relationships. I love to sit with many who have come into my office over the years, wherever I was, and be able to tell them I don't have the answers, but Jesus does, and to watch their countenance lift, to watch their shoulders go back, and to begin to see that, wow, they have some peace. They have some wisdom. What they thought they were going to say, they decided not to say it because I can have peace and wisdom. This is another one. In betrayal of relationships, we feel lost. We have extreme sadness. We have anger. But we can count on God to be the light and the lamp unto our feet and our path. Amen? In betrayal of a relationship, God is the lamp unto our feet and the light unto our path. Jesus never fails. Don't quit on God because someone quit on you. Don't quit on God because someone quit on you. Even in church families, Pastor Jen? Yep. Sometimes even in church families. My, I talk a lot about my grandmother, but my grandfather was an amazing pastor, minister, district leader. He was German. Schaefer was his last name. And I remember that when we got married and we went into ministry and we were going to work with teenagers. And I called him. He was alive for quite some time. I said, these kids, man, they have the worst issues in church. And he said, they're just humans. You minister to them. Well, then we became pastors of grown-ups. And I remember saying, wow, 
And I called my grandfather, and I said, Papa, these adults, they have such issues. And he said, they're just human. God put you there for a reason. And then Pastor Rick and I became district leaders in the Assemblies of God. And I was around a lot of ministers and helping them navigate things. And I remember calling my papa and saying, Papa, these pastors, (laughs) they have a lot of issues. And he said, they're just human. God wants you to minister to them. And by the time we got here as missionaries, my papa had gone to be with Jesus after 50 years of marriage and, I don't know, 75 years of walking with Jesus. But I saw missionaries who had issues. Maybe I was even one of them at first. And I remember Papa's words, you're just human. They're just people. You're going to have issues. So in relationship, I need to know that God is the light unto my path. He is the lamp unto my feet. Don't quit because someone quits on you. You keep pressing on. Whether it's that relationship or a new relationship, God will guide you. But Jesus never fails. You can give God a praise for that. If you need healing in relationships or healing from the hurt of the past this morning, I believe God is here to do that for us today. Faith moves our relationships. Get ready. When forgiveness and love overshadow pain and hurt. Faith moves our relationship when forgiveness and love overshadows pain and hurt. When joy and peace reigns over depression and anger. Forgiveness doesn't come because someone deserves it. Jesus forgave us before we ever asked him to. That's why he went to the cross. Think about that. You might be in this room and you'd say even later, Pastor Jen, I don't think I've ever even really asked Jesus to forgive me. It's okay. He's just waiting for you to say his name and invite him in. And that forgiveness will change your mentality. But this morning, I want you to understand something. Forgiveness comes because of our obedience to God. Forgiveness comes because of our obedience to God. Not because I feel like it. Not because they asked me for it. But because God said I should forgive. Amen? Ephesians 4.31 says this. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Verse 32. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ forgave you. Forgiveness is our obedience to God. Now, we talked about forgiveness in our Wednesday night connect. And if you have some serious issues with things, you can come and see me. Because forgiveness does not always mean reconciliation. Forgiveness is not absolving the other person for a crime, for something that they've done that was really bad. Forgiveness says, I release that. I will not hold on to that anymore. And I've shared it a couple times, but I I just feel like I'm supposed to tell you this morning that there was a time when our daughter had gone through some things, and we took a sabbatical. We sat under a, a fellow pastor, minister friend of ours, and for several weeks, I would watch as my husband literally 
had to pray through before he went to go do something to get revenge, basically. But he knew he wouldn't, and he didn't want to. And I was praying, and our, our, our family was broken. Our daughter was broken. Our hearts were broken. I remember the day. I remember where I was. I can see the cherry mahogany post on the bed. I can see the curtain in the bedroom. I don't remember the date. But I remember when he said to me, I can't forgive that person who did those things. But Jesus in me can, and I'm not going to stop it from happening anymore. Amen. I say that to you not to brag. Because it's still hard. There are still some times when the situation tries to raise up its ugly head. There are still triggers. There are still uh, residual problems. But in that moment, this isn't because I can do it. He said, this is because Jesus can do it. And for me, I knew I don't have to do it in myself. When I'm weak, that's when he's strong. And Jesus, I'm going to let you flow through my life. Now, why would I share that with you? Why is that so important? Because we came here to bring life and hope to people who need to be reminded that Jesus is that life and hope. And when you do life, sometimes it's hard. And when you have relationships, sometimes it's not pretty. But Jesus is always there. He is closer than a brother. He is everything you need. And the Holy Spirit will allow the fruit of the Spirit to rise up in you. And you will feel, if you listen to the Holy Spirit, I remember the day when I wanted to say one thing to my daughter. And the Holy Spirit literally, don't laugh, Pastor Rick. I felt him put his hand over my mouth, the Holy Spirit. And I could hear the Holy Spirit saying, be quiet. Be quiet. But Lord, I need to tell her all these things. She's got to know these things. And I remember the look on her face when I was suddenly quiet. Like, okay, Mom, I thought you were going to tell me something. And I remember walking away. I remember going into a bedroom and closing the door. I remember going where the closet was and closing the door and grabbing a pillow and holding it over my mouth so I could cry out to God, I don't know what to do. This is broken. But the Holy Spirit knew what to do. And in that moment, peace flooded over my household and in that moment, healing began to flow over my daughter. And many months later, she would say, I remember that day you walked away. But she said, Mom, you gave me the courage to decide for myself. Because we are here to hold up one another's arms, not drag each other along. Amen? We're here to hold each other's arms. Hallelujah. Let the fruit of the Spirit Guide your actions and your words. Speak the blessings into existence. You may say, Pastor Jen, you don't know the thing that I've done. I can't imagine that Jesus would forgive me. You don't know the thing that's happening in my life. I don't know how I'm going to navigate that. You can begin to speak. This, is, this girl is healed and whole. You can begin to speak. This marriage is healed and whole. You can say thank you for folding that fitted sheet, even though it maybe not have been the way I would have folded it. Thank you. <laughs> You can say, thank you for cooking that meal with everything you could get out of the refrigerator thrown into it because he loves fruit and he loves salty and it's just all got to be together. And then he says to me, thank you for making that plain chicken in the olive oil. <laughs> 
You can speak it into existence. Amen? You can. As you begin to say, I am, remember I said, who are you? Who knows your name? Stop speaking the negative into existence. Begin to speak the blessing. In wonderful times of relationships, we feel blessed. In wonderful times of relationships, we feel blessed. Don't you want to feel blessed? I want you to feel blessed. I, it doesn't mean it's perfect. We are here with 75, 78 nations of the world, and we're going to sometimes, you know, we're going to do things differently. We're going to dance differently. Thank you for letting me dance, even though I don't have the same rhythm. I have to tell you, and Judith, watching you sing this morning, you had rhythm just it was just there. And I was like, she's just swaying so naturally. I have to really think about I'm swaying left. I'm swaying left. <laughs> Listen, we're different. But we can have blessing in the body of Christ. We can have blessing in our relationships. We are connected to people that are different. And that is not bad. But we have to learn to be the giver, not just the receiver. So sometimes we have to listen to the Holy Spirit say, Okay, this is what you would normally do, but what am I asking you to do today? How am I asking you to respond differently? In our relationship with our Creator, we find hope for all seasons. In our relationship with our Creator, we find hope for all seasons. God is faithful. Hebrews 12.1 says this. Hebrews 12.1, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, looking unto Jesus, fixing our eyes on Jesus. My version says the author, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. The author and the finisher of your faith is Jesus. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. You might have to endure some stuff. You might have to have, he scorned its shame. He sat down at the right hand of God. He endured the cross. He endured shame and scorn. And who are we to say what we have experienced is too much. I'm quitting on Jesus because they quit on me. Jesus never quits on us. Jesus never fails. He does know your name. And if you're going through a valley, if you're climbing a mountain, if you're having a difficult relationship, today is the day. I've been praying for it. I've been fasting for it. Today is the day that the Holy Spirit wants to say, stop it in Jesus' name. There will be victory from this day forward. Amen? In right relationship with Jesus, I want you to watch these statements. In right relationship with Jesus, there is joy, love, and grace. You want joy? Get in a right relationship with Jesus. In right relationship with family and spouse, there is, say it with me, peace, joy, and self-control. Sometimes with your family, brother to brother, sister to sister, Parent to child, we have to exercise self-control. Last week, Pastor Rick read the scripture about fathers, don't provoke your children. Love them. In right relationship, there is peace, joy, and self-control. In right relationship at work, there is respect. Listen, the Bible tells us to respect our elders, to respect our leaders, to pay to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. And so... You are respecting the persons at work because that is obedience to the Lord. 
That is obedience to the Lord. You are a witness for Christ. People are saying, you're a Christian. How do you act? Well, I offer respect to my coworkers and those that are around me. It's an opportunity to be a witness of his peace in the midst of chaos. You have chaos at your job. You have chaos getting to your job on the metro or the bus. Don't worry. You can keep shining if you will let that respect come. In right relationship with community, that's what's going to happen when you go out these doors. That's what's going to happen when you turn off this camera. There is an awareness and anointing. I don't want anybody from the International Christian Fellowship of Rome to walk around these streets with their heads held down, not looking at anybody, saying, oh, my life is terrible. I'm never... We have this thing that says faith moves a mountain. I got to speak from here to there, but I don't know how to do it. There are people out there who are looking at you. There's a man, I don't think he's here this morning, who operates the laundromat across the street from the church. P.O. You know, we walk with our head up and our eyes and our awareness opening. And we would say, hi, P.O., how you doing? If Pastor Rick walks by, he gives him a handshake. And then do you know P.O. came in here and gave his heart to Jesus? And P.O. came in here and got baptized in water? And Pio is still a work in progress, as we all are. But every week, he's looking to see a greeting from us as we walk in. Don't walk with your head down. When you're in community, walk with your eyes open. Some of you found this church because someone had their head up and their eyes open to invite you to church. In right relationship with dear friends, there is wisdom, love, and joy. And in case you think... There's no way I could have those things. One of those areas is an issue for me. This morning, I want to close with this video because it's a great example of everything that my best friend, Jesus, has to offer you to help you with your relationships. The Bible says my king is the king of the Jews. He's the king of Israel. He's the king of righteousness. He's the king of the ages. He's the king of heaven. He's the king of glory. He's the king of kings. And he's the Lord of lords. That's my king. I wonder do you know him? My king is a sovereign king. No means of measure can define his limitless love. He's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's imperially powerful. He's impartially merciful. Do you know him? He's the greatest phenomenon that has ever crossed the horizon of this world. He's God's son. He's a sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. He is the loftiest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He's the fundamental doctrine of true theology. He's the only one qualified to be an all-sufficient savior. I wonder if you know him today. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He strengthens and sustains. He guards and he guides. He heals the sick. He cleans the lepers. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers the captives. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the age. 
He rewards the diligent and He beautifies the meek. I wonder if you know Him. He's a key to knowledge. He's a wellspring of wisdom. He's a doorway of deliverance. He's a pathway of peace. He's a roadway of righteousness. He's a highway of holiness. He's a gateway of glory. Do you know Him? Well, His life is matchless. Is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His word is enough. His grace is sufficient. His reign is righteous. And his yoke is easy. And his burden is light. I wish I could describe him for you. He's indescribable. He's incomprehensible. He's invincible. He's irresistible. Well, you can't get him out of your mind. You can't, you can't get him off of your head. You can't outlive him, and you can't live without him. Well, the Pharisees couldn't stand him, but they found out they couldn't stop him. Pilate couldn't find any fault in him. Terror couldn't kill him. Death couldn't handle him, and the grave couldn't hold him. Yeah! You see only Jesus through the comfort of the Holy Spirit. My King can heal you. He is all sufficient. He is there for us. He cares about every relationship in our lives. And Galatians says again, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. And so today, as we go to the Lord in prayer, as the worship team comes, I want you to know that He knows your name. He knows your relationships. He knows the ones who are praying for new relationships. He knows the ones that are weary in old relationships. He knows the pain in the broken relationship. He has the healing for the sick relationship. He has everything you need this morning. And so, Father, right today now, you've heard a word from the Lord. Today you've and heard I believe a word God from has the spoken Lord. to you. And I believe God has so spoken to say you. Say this prayer with me. So I say know this prayer God with can me. change your life. I know God can They're change your life. They're saying it live here in Rome. They're right saying now. it live here in Rome with me. right because now. Because God can change your life. Because God can change your life. God has a plan for you. I've told you God that. God has a plan and for you. I want you to believe it with all of your heart. I want you to believe it with all of your heart. So say this prayer with me. So we say this prayer with me. I invite Lord you into Jesus, my life this day. I invite you into change my life me. this day. Help me, change I me. pray, oh God. Help me, I'm I going pray, to oh God. You. I'm going to live Friend, for you. if you've just said that prayer, I Friend, can tell you, you just said that prayer, that God I can has just tell changed you. you. That God has come has into your life. You. And it's come now into I your believe life. that today you now may I have listened to this. And today you may have listened to this. God has already known that. God has already well, God wants to speak to you and well, help God you. Wants to speak so I'm going to pray a second prayer, and that prayer so pray is for a miracle and that prayer to happen for you this day. To I believe in miracles this day. I know you I do as well. Miracles. So let's I know pray. You do as well. Let God touch so you right where you're let listening. Let God touch you right where you're listening. Lord, I thank you today for my friend. Lord, I thank you today for my friend that is Lord. I know that they have. Lord, I know that they have situations that's going on in their life. Situations that's going on in their life. God. And God, you hear big and God, answer our prayers. And you hear and answer so today, our oh God, prayers. Will you hear so today, this prayer oh God, from your humble you servant? This prayer God, from will your humble you servant? answer this prayer? God, will you answer this behalf? Will you heal them? 
Will you, will you touch heal them? them? Will you will guide you touch them? them? Lord, will come you in guide right them? now, wherever Lord, they're listening, Lord, right now, wherever they're listening, prayer. Lord, and Thank answer you, Lord, their for prayer. Doing that. Thank you, Lord, for doing You've that. You've just said that prayer and listened to that prayer You've just said that prayer and listened to that prayer God has spoken to you. I know that God has spoken to you. Would you do me a big favor? Would you do me a big favor? Scrolled on the bottom of this. Scrolled on the bottom of this with an email address. Website. If you said the prayer that said God come into my heart, or today you're believing with me, or today you're believing with me, I want you to drop a quick note. I want you to drop a quick note. I want you to continue to pray for me and my family. Continue to pray for me and my family. You know, God loves you, and He has a plan for your life. You and He has a plan for your life. Your best days are still in front of you. Your best days are still in front of you. And join us next week. And join us next week.